is it? Oh, hey, it's you. chance of rain with an expected high of 77. It's safe to say spring is here, huh? I've got a question. What's your favorite cereal? Now, I know what you're thinking. There are so many kinds. You've got fruity cereal. You've got chocolatey cereal. Cereal that tastes like nothing cereal that tastes super sugary. Cereal with all kinds of funny shapes and colors. Cold cereal. Hot cereal. You know, like oats. Cereal first thing in the morning, hot or cold, is generally my go-to. But my all-time favorite one would have to be Captain Crunchberries. When I think back, those were a Saturday morning staple for me. That and Kids WB cartoons. If you're a 90s baby like myself, you're probably familiar. But what about you, buddy? What kind of cereal is a must-have in your home? leave a comment or you can comment to yourself tonight's show is a cool one it's the Wordwell volume 4 we've done three of these thus far and I enjoy it I can only hope you enjoy it along with me but first I do believe I owe you a good poem Yes, indeed I do. Tonight's poem was written by another contributor to FamilyFriendPoems.com named Patricia Sisko. She did a good thing when she wrote this. It's fun to read and really plays on the senses while giving much-deserved credit to the beauty that is the spring season. 
Have a look for yourself as I present to you Patricia Sisko's Charming Spring. Reminiscent melodies serenade the morning breeze. Feathered creatures nest with care in cherry blossoms pink and fair. Perfumed scent of roses flow. Tiny blades of green grass grow. Misty showers soak the earth. Glorious colors come to birth. Gathering clouds come and go. Rain and sun and vibrant bow. Dainty petals, fancy flare. Dancing in the warm, sweet air. Violets, yellows, purest white, graceful, gentle, welcomed sight. Thank you, O oh sweet, lovely spring, patiently waiting the charms you bring. Patricia, thanks for writing this. Spring is just about here, and I believe this poem paints a good image of how pleasant and enjoyable the season really is. Let's go over it some, shall we? Reminiscent melodies serenade the morning breeze. Feathered creatures nest with care in cherry blossoms pink and fair. When you hear these words, what do you think of? Birds singing? Singing just as the breeze did. Telling of their journey and rejoicing among the falling blossoms. Our feathered friends are pretty vocal during the warmer season. And perhaps this is an ode to their return. Perfumed scent of roses flow. Tiny blades of green grass grow. I think we can agree when I say this line alludes to the renewed presence of our green grasses, our fragrant flowers, and just the overall sweet scent of the spring season. It's pleasant, right? Just imagine walking through a field of red roses, daffodils, gardenias. You can almost smell them, can't you? It's a couplet that makes me think about the return of green and sweet scents of the season, which are pretty recognizable, I would say. Misty showers soak the earth, glorious colors come to birth. Gathering clouds come and go, rain, sun, and vibrant bow. Almost all of us can recall the beauty of a rainbow, I'm sure. Rainbows aren't only exclusive to spring, but it tends to rain some. Sun showers or spring showers are a thing. The point being, spring is notably the rainiest season of the year. The clouds gather. A misty shower soak the earth. Often, and if we're lucky enough, we are greeted by a rainbow soon after. Spring, huh? 
dainty petals, fancy flare, dancing in the warm, sweet air. Violets, yellows, purest white, graceful, gentle, welcomed sight. Thank you, O oh sweet, lovely spring, patiently waiting the charms you bring. You can easily tell this is a season that resonates with Patricia for her own reasons. It's always special when you have something to look forward to. And for most of us, springtime is on that list. Something beautiful that captivates our sense of sight, sound, and smell. Her appreciation for spring leaps off the page. And once again, Patricia, thanks for writing this. I enjoyed it. Without further ado, my friend, it's The Word Well, Volume 4, and we're off. you this. Chef Boyardee ravioli is pretty good, isn't it? Back then, that would always be my dinner of choice. Not exaggerating either, especially the overstuffed kind. You know which one I'm talking about. Back in the early 2000s, they've made many different types from beefaroni to Spaghetti rings with meatballs to mini ABCs and one two threes, but ravioli was my go-to for sure. There's nothing like steaming fresh homemade ravioli, however, which I have yet to experience. Fresh out of the kitchen and onto the table, but when you really stop and think about it, what is ravioli? Besides appetizing, a widely regarded and traditional Italian cuisine that features a meat or vegetable filling, usually with cheese, encased in a thin egg pasta dough, and normally served with a tomato or cream-based sauce. Many people happen to celebrate the gift that is ravioli every year on March 20th. National Ravioli Day. The cool thing about ravioli is that there are a multitude of options for filling. I'm talking probably thousands. Maybe even more than that. Ranging from savory to sweet and wholesome. Whatever you want. An Indian cuisine called gujia mimics the concept of ravioli but typically consists of a sweet filling with sugar and dry fruits 
and is deep fried in a vegetable oil. What's your favorite kind of ravioli? If you have one. I'm not particularly a fan of seafood ravioli, but I know there are people out there that go nuts for it. Especially a good-looking lobster ravioli. If you're offering a spinach ricotta beef ravioli, I would never object to that. <laughs> Send it on over. There are other kinds out there that many people love. For instance, a bacon and mozzarella ravioli, which sounds divine. I'll give some love to my seafood fanatics and mention the garlic shrimp and basil ravioli. Or a simple herb and goat cheese ravioli with a crab meat filling. From chicken and mushroom ravioli to butternut squash ravioli. Even sweet ravioli like ricotta and chocolate chips. Or ravioli dolci, which are ravioli-like cookies with fruit and spice filling. You can even purchase them frozen if you wanted. Ravioli is a plus any day, and there's so much you can do with it. I'd imagine it's fun to make from scratch, so why not? You could call up your significant other or your family member and make an evening out of it. There's nothing like home cooking. To all my ravioli people, I salute you. Let's transition to our next word. I've made myself kind of hungry just now. <laughs> our next word is caffeine. Caffeine. Oh boy. Well, it's a natural stimulant of the central nervous system that boosts energy and alertness while preventing tiredness. Caffeine has existed for quite some time, way before you and I were born. A lot of people can't start their day without it, and you can find it almost everywhere. In tea, sports drinks, desserts, in a large variety of plants native to different parts of the world, and most notably, coffee as well. Usually it's clear whether or not a beverage is caffeinated, as they put it right on the packaging. Even how much is included. Green tea, which is one of my personal favorites, is often caffeinated. Energy drinks like Monster, Rockstar, and Bang Energy, those have caffeine in them. For a lot of people... Caffeine is something that gets them through the day, especially those Mondays. Those can be tough. Careful, though. Too much caffeine consumption can cause a wide range of problems, not limited to irregular heartbeat, convulsions, chest pain, trouble breathing, headaches, and difficulty sleeping. As you've probably heard before, too much of something is rarely ever a good thing. And in this case, I'd have to agree. 
Caffeine consumption can be reliable, but it's something you want to handle carefully and with consideration. If you consume enough, and for an extended period of time, you can become addicted. Although this isn't similar to the problems actual drug addiction could and would cause, long-term consumption can lead to a much higher tolerance, giving you reason enough to pile on that extra cup or two in the morning. Pre-workout powders? Some of those have caffeine in them as well. Withdrawal symptoms aren't pleasant either and can last days up to a couple of months or more, depending on your level of consumption, ranging from headaches and fatigue to insomnia and erectile dysfunction. Hey, I get it. Some days are harder to begin than others, and caffeine is the perfect jumpstart. Be mindful, however. Back at my old job, I worked with a guy by the name of Scott Hess. We'd work PM shifts together sometimes, and in the employee kitchen was always a pot of coffee. Between the both of us, we drink maybe five or six cups, if I remember right. Talk about wired. The comedown was horrible. Not unlike the time I had a monster-sized Red Bull, assuming that would get me through a 12-hour shift. Never again. The point is moderation, my friend. To my buddy Scott, rest in peace, and I hope the coffee is more than decent in heaven above. Why don't we move on to our next word? What do you say? Just a second. Our next word is takeout. Oh, man. Ask me when the last time I've had beef and broccoli delivered to my door. And actually, before a week ago, I wouldn't have had an answer for you. It's been that long, and needless to say, I was very happy. As a kid, it was takeout almost every weekend, and thankfully nearby was a decent Chinese restaurant with a mean chicken fried rice. If I remember right, it was Golden House. Yeah, something like that. There are all kinds of takeout options to choose from. Chinese, pizza, sandwiches, chicken wings, Italian, Thai, Mexican, plenty of options. Hear me out, buddy. I have an idea. Why don't we take a gander at a Chinese takeout menu? There's no gimmick. Just a random Chinese menu courtesy of Dragon City. Let's start with the appetizers. We'll start with our classic egg roll. Fried, crispy, 
your choice of meat or vegetable for $2.15 each. Not bad. Two crispy spring rolls for $3.25. Steamed dumplings, chicken, or pork with an order of four coming out to five twenty-five, and an order of eight at eight twenty-five. Surprisingly, you've got pan-fried dumplings that are a little more inexpensive, with a four-piece being four seventy-five, and eight pieces for seven dollars and fifty-five cents. Are you team steamed or fried? We move on to cold noodles in sesame sauce at $4.85. Roast pork for $4.85 as well. An elegant platter made for two at $9.95. And an eight-piece crab rangoon for $6.55. Some people call them crab puffs, and you can even buy them in your local supermarket. Chicken teriyaki or chicken on a stick. <laughs> if I'm ordering Chinese, you can almost guarantee chicken on a stick is in my cart. Different place, different price, but at Dragon City, you can walk away with three chicken sticks for $6.25. That isn't half bad. And here's something different. Steak and cheese egg roll. One for $3.25. Now, with all your entrees, you can count on a healthy portion almost all of the time. They really fill those containers. The small sizes are filling also with a small Hunan chicken starting at $8.55. If you pay an extra dollar, you can get brown rice instead of steamed or fried. Healthy. Sweet and sour chicken, Kung Pao chicken, and Mugu Gai Pan, which I've learned is a stir-fried dish with thinly sliced chicken mushrooms, and other vegetables like snow peas, carrots, bok choy, even Chinese cabbage. All of these dishes are yours for $12.25 for a large size. How special egg foo young or your choice of protein, all for $10.95. For my lo mein lovers, you can have a large shrimp, beef, vegetable, chicken, or combination lo mein for $10.95. What do you think? They've also got subs, steak and cheese, chicken and cheese, and even a turkey burger sub. And if that's not enough for you, you can order up a large side of fries for $4.55, six-piece crab sticks for $6.55, or 10-piece mozzarella sticks for 8 25
You've got choices, that's for sure. But only one stomach, so choose wisely. I do wonder what the best takeout spot in America is. Although that would be a matter of opinion, food speaks for itself. I could see myself traveling around the country to different cities, towns, looking for the best takeout money can buy. That'd be a tall glass to fill and would take up a lot of time, I'm sure. Time that should be spent doing other things. <laughs> maybe when I'm retired, right? Just maybe. Let's keep the party going with word number four. We're pumping away, looking for our next word. Okay. Word number four. Sorbet. Fruit-flavored ice served as a dessert, perfect for those hot summer afternoons on the beach, at the carnival, or just about anywhere you can imagine. You're probably thinking, aren't sherbet and sorbet the same? If I'm correct, I thought the same thing for a while myself. The answer is a firm no. They aren't. Sherbet is dairy-based, whereas sorbet is strictly ice and various fruit syrups. I've heard it's a pretty fancy dessert. More prestigious than a carton of briars. More refined than a cup of shaved ice from the fair. It's fancy. Given that sorbet has a considerably higher amount of sugar than ice cream, I wouldn't recommend eating a whole bunch at once. I know how easy it is to get carried away with dessert. Especially if it tastes great. <laughs> Especially if it's a sorbet made from 16 ounces of sweet cherries, sugar, pineapple juice, and rum extract or a spice orange sorbet with fresh oranges, lemons, cloves, sugar, and nutmeg, or a simple blackberry sorbet with frozen or fresh blackberries, lime juice, sugar, and water. Or maybe you're a bit unorthodox and would find a tomato sorbet using beefsteak tomatoes, salt, red pepper, ground white pepper, dry white wine, basil, and fresh lemon juice, something you'd enjoy. Or a carrot sorbet that uses ginger and agave. So many to choose from, all summer long. Let's get down to our fifth and final word now. You ready? Word number five is none other than Firefly. About two summers ago, I spent an evening catching fireflies. It was my first time, too. So much fun. We were in the middle of this field in Waynesboro, Virginia, 
and there were so many lingering all around, they were quite elusive, though we were both able to catch uh, about six each. Beautiful little things. Did you know fireflies aren't actually flies, however? Nope, they're beetles. The name Firefly was gifted to them because of the light their bodies produce. This is what we call bioluminescence. These bioluminescent creatures are notoriously out during the summers, and they put on quite a show if you're lucky enough to find a large group of them. They ascended up and throughout one of these trees I found that time. It was something out of a fairy tale. Beautiful enough to take pictures of. I didn't have a good enough camera, so I didn't. But there's always another opportunity, and there will be. Something I wasn't aware of about fireflies was that in addition to using their light to attract mates, they also use it to attract prey, i.e., other fireflies. Yes, they eat one another. Some species of firefly will mimic female flash signals in order to attract and devour other species of male fireflies. That would explain why I awoke to less than three of them in the jar. They communicate through light. Luciferin and luciferase are two chemicals found in their tails that work together with ATP, another chemical within the firefly's body, to produce that glow we're all used to. And this is cool. When they're attacked, fireflies do what's called reflex bleeding, which causes them to shed drops of blood that taste very bitter and can be poisonous to some animals. They even use their lights to ward off predators, but some of them don't glow at all. One of the most popular songs from my days in high school was Fireflies by Owl City. I would hear it a lot, whether it be in class blaring from someone's headphones or from car speakers in traffic. Back when iPod Nanos were a thing. You remember those, I'm sure. <laughs> Great times. Remember Starry-Eyed Surprise? That's a good summer night song. A summer night with the fireflies. It's about time to say goodnight, my friend. As always, thanks for coming. <laughs> I appreciate it. Before you go, please consider leaving a like, comment, or review of the podcast. It'd help out a lot. Also, share this podcast with someone you think could use a buddy in the dark. Someone they can rely on when the nights get a little rocky. <laughs>